Good morning, buenos dias, buongiorno. Bonjour. We are international people. We have to remember that. And I love when people from different nationalities come here. We're all united by the blood of Jesus. And that's amazing. That's the, that only Jesus can do that, really. Only Jesus, only the cross can, uh, can uh, make things that beautiful. Amen? So are you still alive this morning? <laughs> we Latinos are so confrontational sometimes. So I still alive. Are you sad? You have to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the title today is about made alive in, in Christ. Are you alive in Christ, really? Before I start, I'm just going to put my, my timer because sometimes I'm just going on and on and on. As every preacher does, almost. And then I'm going to put here. And, and um, this passage is so, so rich in, in teaching, in, in truth. And that really is an ending. I, I just can't can stop reading uh, on and on and on again uh, this passage without just get amazed. So today we will, we will read Ephesians chapter 2. Where are your Bibles? Don't worry, I'll just make it with you. I have been asking the Lord to help me to understand his work and to preach it in a way that you can follow some biblical principles and put them into practice. We are not just uh, uh, teachers. We, we believe as Christians, we, we got the Holy Spirit, and through the Holy Spirit, we can share to you what does the Bible says. Um, uh, to begin, if any of you do not know me, uh, my name is Felipe Avellaneda. Felipe Avellaneda, um, I'm, I'm one, all the, one of the elders here. I will not ask you to repeat my last name because for some it is a, a tongue twister. And every time uh, I have to correct people, no? Uh, how to pronounce my, my last name particularly. It's always a, always a challenge. I don't know why, but it's always a challenge for people, especially here in the UK. I don't know why. When people ask me how to pronounce my last name, I think this answer is easy. Here we go again. So I start to A, V, Ja, Ne, Da. Pronounce it all together. Avellaneda. Okay. However, I'm sure later on, what was your surname? <laughs> because we tend to forget. <laughs> After a while, I often hear interesting variations and what to say about my name, uh, my, my last name. This answer is also easy. I answer my name. My name is Felipe. And, and even that, my name is, hello, Felipe. Uh, and, and I correct them. No, 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 it's not Felipe. The, thing, the third thing that people always ask me is, where are you from? Where are you from? Because your accent is not obviously. Obviously, you know? but <laughs> where are you from? I'm from Peru, Paddington Bear. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, 
Paddington Bear. Actually, we're sending to our grandson the whole, um, the whole pack, isn't it? The, the hat, the jacket, the wellies, and what else? And the, and the suitcase. So we're converting people up there as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, everything is included. Don't worry. Even scones. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, uh, fun, yes, yeah, yeah, I love this country as well, so, so you can put everything in a little suitcase and it fix it perfectly. So I'm from Peru, I was born in Peru, in South America, and my, and my mom, um, he, her name was Esther, she passed away, she was uh, Christian, uh, she was a mixture of Peruvian, Peruvian and part, I think, part of Spanish. So that mix, so at least she was, a, you know, a Latino mom. Latino moms are quite different. Are quite different. My wife is a Latino mom. So she's part Peruvian and part Italian. So can you imagine the mixture? <laughs> she is, wow. Yeah, you can see that, no? No? I'm not going to make a dance this morning, don't worry. <laughs> not now, later on. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> I think uh, we Latinos parent different, according to the people who like to be PC, politically correct. We are all the same. I do not believe that. I believe that although we are all the same, God made us different with a purpose. Amen? He knew that he was doing at creation. He made us different. Look how we parent. Each ethnic group makes it different. None makes it better or worse. But for example, my Latino mom, my Latino mom would say so many things of you. Of you. Not because you are wrong. It's because simply it's different. You know? Latino moms are different. If you are uh, in a Latino home, you couldn't talk back. To your mother. You're not allowed to do that. No. You leave them to talk back to you? Yeah? Yeah? Some of you? And you let them leave? No? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but it's this the way, you know? Your punishment will be the chancla. You know the chancla? Latinos, the chancla? If you talk back to your mom, moms, Latino moms, take the chancla out. <laughs> Woo! And it hits you. I don't know. Latino moms are this size. <laughs> but they are so strong. Yeah, the Latino moms. There's some Latino moms this morning. Yeah, there you go. They're smiling. And the kids, they know. <laughs> they know. <laughs> A friend told me that the last time he talked back to his Latino mom, he was grounded for two weeks, and he had to call his wife saying, Sorry, darling. <laughs> Sorry, darling. My mom is not happy. Two weeks. He couldn't back home. Anyway, I'm exaggerating. Latino moms are lovely, you know? But they are full of passion. They are the engine of home. Well, let's move on. But... Probably I'm going to come back to, to this, um, to this uh, subject later on. 
uh, through all these years of Christian, I have realized that you, me, and the rest of the people have four absolutes in mind. Things for which the whole humanity will continue fighting, or pro or in con. Hmm? In, and in our passage, Ephesians 2, verse 1 to 10, we'll speak, we'll speak, and, and, and I'm going to show you. Those four absolutes are evil, love, justice, and forgiveness. And this morning, I will try my best to encourage you on your walk with Jesus. And my prayer is that you might respond to God according to the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So that's my purpose. That's my purpose. With, uh, with all um, that, um, like I said, uh, this passage, passage have so many things. However, I'm going to try to to be uh, as brief as as I can. Um, let's read Ephesians chapter two, verses one to three, and we talk about our past, who we were in the past, our past. Verse one says, "As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and." of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us are lived among them at one time, ratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving the wrath. Mm, that was our past. That was our past. For many of us, was a past of evil. Sounds shocking, but we were living a life away from God. There is a story. Two brothers were notorious around town for being as crooked in their business dealings as they could possibly be. That, notwithstanding, they continued to progress from wealth to greater wealth until suddenly one of the brothers died. The surviving brother found himself in search of a minister who would be willing to put the finishing touches to the funeral. He finally made an offer to a minister that was hard for him to refuse. I will pay you a great sum, he said, if you will just do me one favor in your sermon about my brother, I want you to call him a saint, right? And if you do, I will give you a generous reward. The minister, a practical man, a very clever, agreed to comply. Yeah, why not? The money could help put a new roof on the church. When the funeral service began, all the important business associates, associates who had been swindled through the, through the years by these two brothers, filled the sanctuary. All the worship area was overfilled uh, with people, unaware of the deal that had been made for the eulogy. They were expecting to be vindicated by the public exposure of the man's character. At last, 
the much-awaited moment arrived, and the minister spoke. The man you see in the coffin was a vile and debauched individual. He was a liar, a thief, a deceiver, a manipulator, a reprobate, and a hedonist. He destroyed the fortunes, careers, and lives of countless people in this city, some of whom are here today. This man did every dirty, rotten, unconscionably thing you can think of. But compared to his brother here, he was a saint. <laughs> he did a good businessman. But we all are sinners. That's a reality. That's a reality. Verse 1 to 3, Paul says that all people are sinners. Paul first makes this clear in verse 1. He says, you were spiritually dead because of your sins and because you did not obey God. And then in verse 3, Paul uses the word all of us. That includes us. All of us. All of us is used to be among them. We are all sinners. Often we, don't, we do not live as God wants us to live. That is sin. We also sin when we do something wrong. But sometimes we, don't, we do not do something that we should do. That is sin too. The old way to live moves away from God. This old life, says Paul in this passage, is the way that we all use to live. That's why I started, this is our past. This is a, because something, sometimes uh, something is going to happen. I was reading uh, that uh, My Way by Frank Sinatra, still in the list of most popular funeral songs, is an absolute classic. Hmm? Have you ever gone to a funeral? Why did they put? My Way, isn't it? The most of it. My Way has previously been the number one funeral song for many years running. According to the COPS annual funeral music survey, for good reason too, is the ultimate tribute, tribute, tribute to a life well lived. I live a life that's full. I travel each and every highway. I'm more, much, much more than this. I did it my way. Really? The Bible says there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Proverbs 14, 12. Is that true? Legend has it that a corporal once said to Winston Churchill, I want you to know, sir, that I'm a self-made man. Gentlemen, you have just relieved God of a solemn responsibility, replied Churchill. We all need God in our lives. There is no such thing as self-made man. We all need. We all have had God intervening in our lives without noticing, even noticing. We all need God. I heard the line, don't bother looking for the perfect church. I'm not going to church. Because if you ever find this if, and you join it, then it won't be perfect anymore. Wouldn't it? Because there is no such thing as the perfect church. The church is God's perfect place. 
for imperfect Christians to spend their lives. Imperfect Christians like you and me. Amen? Are you agree with me? Amen. So the next thing is love and forgiveness. This is one of the um, absolutes in our lives. Love and forgiveness. And in the verse 4 and 5 in Ephesians 2, we can see actually how things have changed. That is our present. He says, verse 4, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That changed everything. Now, that is our present. That is our reality. Jesus, that does not offer to make bad people good, but to make dead people alive. We're not talking about changing only the, mor- only the morals. The change is absolutely, is 100%. And we're going to start to read about God's grace and God's mercy. God, grace and mercy are not two sisters. Even when I know people that you know, baptize it, you know, uh, their daughters are grace and mercy. Oh, they are daughters. No, sisters. You know, grace and mercy. Uh, but grace and mercy are two words that are commonly used in our prayers. Mercy is God not punishing us as our sins deserve. Grace is God blessing us in spite of our unworthiness. This is the main difference of grace. And mercy, mercy and grace refer to two different things. So in other words, grace is God giving us something we do not deserve. And mercy is God not giving us something Negative, we reserve. Am I, I am clear? Amen. So Paul writes, because of his great love for us, God wanted to be kind even to bad people like you and me. God has acted. We were dead, but God made us alive with Christ. Hallelujah. We made us alive. We are alive. That's why I began this talk saying, are you alive? Yes, we are sinners, but through Christ, we can reach forgiveness. And we can come back to him and then ask for forgiveness and start again. I wonder if we could act in the same way with people who disappoint us. God forgave us even though we did not preserve it. However, sometimes it could be that our attitude towards an offense or offender would be very different, isn't it? We talk a lot about human rights, but I wonder if we can have the right to be human and there to understand those who offended us. At the beginning, I was talking about my Latina mom. Here we go again. My Latino mom. I still remember when I was a teenager. I used to get home late. And guess that? Mom was waiting right in the corner because Latino moms are like that. 
right in the corner. Where have you been? She was sitting there. I thought my mom is still sleeping. Never think that. That includes all kind of moms, isn't it? Moms know. Now moms find a corner. Where have you been? And I thought, oh no. And before I noticed, she gently gave me a smack on the head, saying in, in, um, in parts, in, in syllables, why you did not call to tell me why you were going to come this late. I was scared today that something happened to you. Why? Why? And then she said, have you eaten? <laughs> that is grace. Isn't that? Amen? It happened to you. Yes, why are you laughing? Verse 6. God has raised us up with Christ. Paul is now... Is not now writing about when God raised Christ. He's writing about us. God gave each of us a new life in Christ. A new life in Christ. A new chance. A new opportunity to start from scratch. A blank, a blank page for you. How wonderful. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. In verse 5, God raised us with Christ. God caused us to, to be seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Last week we had one of the best conferences ever. I don't know about you, but I enjoy it at 100%. It was kind of a rehearsal, a practice, how it's going to uh, look like in heaven. People just from different nations, ages, stages, worshiping our Savior, a mighty, a mighty, wonderful Father. And you will see that as we start to experience these encounters, these miracles and breakthrough in many areas, it's our job to keep pursuing His presence. Heaven is real. Heaven is real. I repeat, I want a big amen. Heaven is real. Amen. amen. And as we entering into seasons when the realities of heaven are there, ready for us, it's our duty to steward of all those realities. They are there. They are there. Now, please pay attention to this. Our destiny is heaven. This is our destiny. Our responsibility now that we are still here on earth is to bring heaven to earth. This is our responsibility as a church. Hmm? So remember that. So also in this passage, when we think on heaven, we can see three events in history. When Jesus was crucified... What happened after that? First, we see Jesus' resurrection. He is alive. He is alive. He is alive. He is with us. He is with you. Second, we see his return to heaven. He was here, and then suddenly 
he walked around, he was um, um, among people, and he turned up in, in big gathers, and then they got like 500 witnesses that saw him, and then he publicly came back to heaven. And third, we see him sitting at the right side of God. He sits there as the king in heaven. He is in heaven. He's seated there. Now he sits at the right side of God the Father. Here Paul's right about Christ church. Because he said, God raised us with Christ. All together, we are one body in Christ. And we have eternal life. Praise the Lord. It does, it does not matter what our nationality is. If you eat chili or if you eat pasta or you eat um, whatever. Vegetables. We have eternal life. We have eternal life. It doesn't matter our nationality. If you speak whatever language you speak. It doesn't matter who we are physically. We are a part of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Also Christ is on the throne. He is seated there already. So we are there too. That's amazing. As some people think that, no, no, really? Come on. The Bible says so. We have a new life. We know that God is real. We have a new love for him and his people. We were dead and we are not alive. And it was as if we were in chains. Hmm? We are unforgiven. And then suddenly the blood of Jesus took this big Whatever, this, this, this old-fashioned, can imagine the Christian, no, the people in, in sin, uh, with all this old-fashioned um, uh, prisoner's chain and a big uh, ball of, of iron, you know, doing like that. And suddenly Christ came and make it, everything gone, disappear. We are free, and we have to behave as free people. We have to think that we are free. We have to live. Christ has removed all those change, uh, chains. We are free. Now we sit with Jesus on the top seat. Hallelujah. We are there. We are there, spiritually there. Hallelujah. Heaven is available for you, to you. Heaven is available. Take it, take it, take it. More Jesus, more Holy Spirit, more healing. More of you, Lord. More of you, Lord. More, more. Chapter 2, verses 10, 7 to 10. Now we can see not just our past, but now our future life. This is when the absolute of Justice is going to come to pass. There are many things that are not look very right in this world, isn't there? Killings, drugs, and all the, all the stuff that the media gave us, throw to us every day. But it's going to be a point of justice. 
when everything is going to, all the evil is going to stop right away. And the justice and the holiness of God is going to overcome. It's going to make things different. So in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, verse 7, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. Wow. Not by works, so that no one can boast. Ten, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do, to do what? Good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We got divine appointments, brothers and sisters. We got things to do. We have to, we got business, pendant business. And my prayer is, God reveal to us what's my next business with you. Can be testifying the people that we were kind of shy to share the gospel. Can I be praying for somebody to, to be healed? Take the courage, okay. Be healed in Jesus' name. And you're going to see. Because heaven is with you. You are in heaven. In heavenly places already. According to this passage. Verse 7. Paul now, in, in, in the verse 7, now comes to the purpose of God's great power. He writes about the reason why God raised Jesus from death. And he writes about the reason why he raised us with him. Listen to this. He did this to show for all time, to show for all time, his rich grace. Grace. There is abundant grace for me, for you. Abundant grace. Nothing can compare with that. Nothing. Nothing. He showed this in the kindness that he showed to us in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful, what a wonderful God we serve. Verse 8, he said, For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith is it's the gift of God. These verses again show God's grace and kindness. We are in Christ Jesus. God has saved us and has shown his grace toward us. He helped us to become free from our sins. And I'm going to finish now. And we are also free from God's anger. Grace belongs to our God. It is his gift. To have faith means to trust in God. Amen. So let me finish with this. We're going to go to verse 10. And I'm going to end with this. Verse 10. Verse 10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, no bad works, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. There's plenty to do, brothers and sisters. There is a bed for around us. And you see the neighborhood. 
Yeah. Can you see the city, the town, and the rest of the UK? Revival is coming, but you have to upon about to act upon it. Some Bible version said, "For we are God's masterwork." Wow. But sometimes, because the time and wear and tear, some masterworks like paintings can get damaged, stole, or nearly destroyed. And when that happens, it's better to take them to an art conservator. Um, and, and sometimes even the art uh, conservator can be, cannot restore a masterwork due to the damage and the originally uh, and, um, uh, uh, and the originality or materials. It's so difficult. You know that it's in their, the, the mind of an art conservator, some people that uh, restores all these masterworks. In their minds are only this thought. If only the original painter was here, total restoration would be possible. God made us in a careful way. He made us in Christ Jesus to do good things. God prepares these good things for us to do. But sometimes we mess up, unlike a damaged damage masterwork, we, we got broken for life, stuff, or relationships. I'll be talking about this passage in parallel with four absolute realities that we human beings have in mind, and all of them are hard to deal with on a daily basis. Evil, love, justice, and forgiveness. But let me tell you this. There is a place in which all these four realities converge, and the name of that place is Calvary. It's only at the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ in which we can find forgiveness, love, and justice, and we can overcome evil. Glory be to Jesus. We are God's masterwork. We are alive in Christ, and Jesus made us free. Amen? Could you stand up, please? Why you, why you don't come to receive mercy and grace from God this morning? We've got plenty of space here. And my invitation is for you once again to come here to receive mercy and grace. Why you don't ask somebody for forgiveness and reconciliation? Or perhaps you are broken or feel that something is missing in you. And you feel like you need to be restored by your maker. It's only the original maker that can restore you. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, because you challenge us to, to be right with you. Thank you, Lord, for the realities of heaven. Thank you, Lord, because you, you made us alive. Help us, Father. Help us, Lord, to come back 
to you all the time to be restored, to receive grace, to receive mercy. 